You are listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. get when a, a, a family moves into a, I don't know is it a Victorian looks like a Victorian I don't know houses anyways this is really <laughs> old dingy house family moves in you know just like hey you know we're, we're new in town we're moving to Chicago we want to see what it's like and they found out that there's a ghost living in this maybe Victorian home named Ernest he can't talk he can emote he he has feelings. He he can communicate. He just can't talk. And the uh, youngest son of this family, Kevin, basically just makes it his personal mission to figure out what happened to Ernest because he wants to help him cross over to the other side because he's stuck. And Ernest seems like a pretty chill ghost. And uh, he just wants to help a brother out. And that's uh, what you get with We Have a Ghost now streaming on Netflix. Well, almost speaking with that, it feels like they're trying to throw it, throw the wrench in the mix from everything else where it's just like, you know, as a as co-host from our former friend site, Spill would say, this is some white people shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. Uh, you do not have the haunted house where the white people run out of the house first. And then, you know, the couple of any other ethnicity moves in and goes, yeah, this is fine. There's ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a little of that at first, but it, it goes by pretty quick. We're like, ah, no, Ernest is fine. We're going to exploit him for money and fame. <laughs> right. Which I'm like, oh, well, this is this is actually sort of realistic. I mean, I, yeah, it, it becomes clear that the dad in this um, played by Anthony Mackie has had a lot of other, you know, get rich quick streams. So this one doesn't seem like it's the worst. Yeah, except for it's also like, man. This family puts up with a lot of bullshit right. from him. Yeah, clearly. right. Oh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, I looked at that. That was one of my big things. Is they were you get the fact at the beginning that they're very bummed about that that they've had to move again because dad is messed up again, but yet they're still trying to be a family. And I, I you know, I don't 
know if I was okay with that. It was a very weird family dynamic. There's a lot of other things I like about this movie, but the family dynamic is just so weird. I was going to say, it's one of those things that honestly repeatedly kind of almost takes me out of the movie. There's many things that don't align fully throughout the film, but that one, it's like, you know, you look at a lot of the scenes and it made me even think back to an earlier scene that I'm like, I, I wrote off, but it just continued to bug me because the rest of the movie were like, the mom, part of the whole thing is like he films Ernest the first time. And the only way his dad sees it is his brother gets his phone taken away. And I was like thinking about that scene, I'm like, who does the mom know in this town that supposedly saw the son walking? They just moved here. They don't even know their neighbors <laughs> yet. And she's like, blah, 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 saw him walk into school today. It's like, and I thought back to him, like, man, this is the halfway through this movie. And I don't understand how anybody in this family talks to each other for the love of God. Yeah. Unless neighbors and other people. Well, and let's, here's the other thing. One of the descriptors that this, that Netflix uses for this is a family movie. And I'm like, mm, this thing earns its PG 13. Yes, it does. Um, between the language and some effects later in it. <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Art face melt scene. Yeah, I was like, I'm <laughs> really glad that I wasn't like, hey, kids, come watch this with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's enough that you can have a family watch it, but you've got to you totally have to watch the age of your kids. This is not, you know, oh, hey, let's sit the six year olds down in front of it. And it was the thing about this movie is sometimes a little bit from the trailer and everything else. I did get something I did not expect because I didn't, I didn't even expect a family movie at all for 13 year olds or, or otherwise, you know, I, when you first look at it and then of course I also thought, well, okay, this is going to be more of a typical horror comedy, you know, because yes, we've got a ghost, but the kid's not afraid of it. And the ghost is like, well, well damn, you know, <laughs> you know, not afraid of me trying to move out. And then it starts to go places you don't expect. That I respected about this film a lot. I mean, here we are. All of a sudden, we're in the middle of a of a ghost film, maybe a little bit of a horror comedy, if you will, and we have a car chase scene. And we're – I'm like, oh my god. We're in the middle of a car chase in a ghost film. Um, but again, I just had that weird thing with the family and the weird thing with is this a family movie or not? You know, Like I said, I guess it's an older kid's family movie, but it's not a family movie. That seems to be Netflix's most common uh, trip up with a lot of these movies as they try to do too many concepts or too many themes because they're, they're, they were the end all be all of streaming when it first came out. Right. And everybody had Netflix. They've lost that in the past couple of years, ever since, you know, Disney plus and everybody started plusing their brand. Um, so now they have to make content that, that we got to get everybody. We got it. We got family. We got kids. We got the adults. We got David Harbor fans. We got, you know, Tig Notaro. We, we know she does all her stand up. It's yeah. It just, it, it's got Netflix's stink all over it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this would have done better, not under that umbrella. One of the things you mentioned Harbor. And I'm like, okay, let's see what he can do when he's not being Hopper, right? Because it's like, regardless of any of the other stuff, that's what everybody seems to know him from, which is great because you're like, okay, I know what to expect. But it also means that when there's this, I'll say revelation about him, you're like, you're supposed to believe it. And I'm like, but 
it's a David Harbour character. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I that yeah. that felt so like forced down our throat. Like, okay, well, I'm sure in the third act we're gonna figure this out. Right. Because but... like if it's if it's a dude who looks like Chad or me or whatever, and nobody knows the actor, you could be like, Okay, yeah, man, I could I could see that. You are kind of a scary looking weird dude but like but you're like <laughs> but it's, but, well, not, not you specifically but like just in general and i'm like but it's but it's hopper i mean i mean there's a ton of baggage that already goes along with him that fits right in with this other character my thing is i didn't necessarily believe it but i will say i didn't feel like the claimed the supposed revelation of him was absurd because of like the era they were trying to go right. for and you know kind of like sure. the comb over like you know <laughs> middle-aged guy look thing kind of fit with the era that he was supposedly from but that's because again nothing else in this movie really connects it's like look again if i if the movie continues to find ways to make me want to look back and dis- reconsider the sense of disbelief on that because evidently he's supposedly been haunting this house in the 50s and scared away dozens of families right. and no one else has done this right you know and but like literally, like I will tell you, like the moment I booted up this movie and I double checked the runtime and it's 127 minutes, I'm like, what's 127 minutes with this concept? Yeah, it right. is, it's overly long. That right. is one thing I'll say about it. It's overly long. But David Harbour, and, and we talk about the baggage, we talk about, you know, the writers it, maybe not having a twist that in the middle that we can really believe. But let me tell you something. I was impressed in the sense that you have David Harbour who has an entire movie of that runtime never has a line, but everything they did give him to do, he pulled off. Oh yeah. Which no, he's good. Really. It, that was really nice for me to see him, him get to do something different that, that we think of as different. Cause again, we all think of him as Hopper. A few of us think of him as the, as the Hellboy, who's not really Hellboy, because you know he's my new but, Santa Claus. You know, to be honest, yeah. oh, there yeah. you go. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I liked watching him in the role. I really did. Oh yeah. But I think that yes, I think there's a few missteps in the writing of it. I think the cast in general is actually really good. Yeah. I think Jahi Winston as our lead uh, as Kevin is actually really good. Um, I also very much liked um, Isabella Russo as Joy. I think she's a really great. She was great like, addition to that. She's really fun yeah. actually in this. And like, despite the weirdness of the family, like again, Anthony Mackie is always just, he's got a great energy on screen always. Erica Ash is great. And then uh, who's it who plays the brother? Is it um, Niles Fitch? Uh, uh, I've seen him yeah. in a couple of things. Like the whole family, like again, everything that's cast here is great. Like there's a great cameo by Jennifer Coolidge and exactly what you kind of want Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> in. Uh, and Tignataro is well cast too, but I will say like her whole segment, everything about Tignataro's character, there's a whole twist or turn on her character that then feels just so forced and out of nowhere. It, it feels like watching, if any of you bothered to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2, it's, I like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think it's great, but almost no one saw it was, there's a whole military thing that comes up in the middle of that movie just to have a break. That is legitimately all Nick Tignataro's character feels like it's there to do is to facilitate a segment that involves some fun with Ernest on the run, but is just such a time filler that right. drags this whole movie down. Well, and then she well, has that uh, whole splash turn at the, you know, later as well. With, right. I called it I was, was say, yeah, watching yeah. it. Well, th- that was one of the things, because I loved watching her in this, right? Like, she's got her whole Egon thing going on, and that's great. I, that was fun. But, like, there's a point where I'm like, do we need any of this? Other than to have the the 
the kids on the run bit at the end. Like if we just jump ahead to the kid's destination, like they just hop a bus and go to where they're going to go and they get that information and then come back, then the story can still happen. I mean, and look, the other thing is with that is these are things that normally we're not complaining about in a movie, but because it's two hours and other things with the family dynamic don't work, these are things that you start picking up because it's just like all this feels out of place. Like there is a turn at the end of the movie where you're supposed to be like, oh, Anthony Mackie, you're good. He made one really good speech and that's fine. But like nothing of that buildup of him making that turn was even earned for that because clearly the mom was even like. Man, I am done with your bullshit. I'm going to help my son do what's right. It's like, cool. And then even he seemed like he was mad at him for coming back without the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gave him a whole speech. Again, we have weird family dynamic. He gave him a speech and talked about how he decided to be a good father to his second son. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what, if I, what, what? I forgot that. about the first kid? What? I don't know. Yeah. Again, weird family yeah. dynamic. <laughs> They don't maybe maybe there was script rewrites and they just didn't catch that. I don't know, man. Like that seems like some pretty simple shit. You're like, you know, you and your brother, you know, fucking put that in the script. This that, maybe that's just it. Ultimately, I mean, this maybe all the way to production. It, it needed like another pass through the script before they did it because somebody should have caught some of this stuff. Right? I, I honestly thought it was going to be like a kid's horror mystery comedy right. type thing where it would have been. Right. It, it is. It has those parts, but then it just keeps shoving the family down our throats. Well, also, uh, the number of times somebody calls somebody a bitch in, in, this, in this family movie, I'm just like, okay, guys, Dude, come on. Anthony Mackie to his youngest son said snitches get stitches. <laughs> right. Yeah. This family doesn't <laughs> fuck do around. Fucking, oh, that's the other thing in the family dynamic. They throw an orange at him, and the mom's like, hey, be careful of those oranges. Even the kid's like, what about your son? And she's like, Man, oranges are expensive. It's like, and she's like, organic oranges. Another, you're a poor family. You're buying organic oranges. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? No wonder you're poor. I'm sorry. It's not even dad. It's all of you don't have any money sense, evidently. I mean, th- that's just it. There's a lot of this that you probably would let pass if this, was, if this was a movie for kids, but it's not really for kids, right? You have, this is aimed for teenagers on up to watch. And even teenagers are going to be like, wait a minute. I think it's 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 better than the normal. It's fine. Netflix fair, but only by a notch. You know what I mean? Like it's above average of the schlocky schlock that Netflix has been throwing out. Um, and that and that sucks. Like I talked about it before, you know, they used to be the king. And especially when they started doing original content, that was great. But, you know, um, I was going to say communism. That's not right. Um, capitalism. <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> the opposite. Yes. Uh, capitalism took hold, and now everybody is wants a piece of that pie. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not just stuff like this. It's Netflix, you know, green lighting a show for one season or maybe two, but not finishing it. Or, you know, totally. In, like, they just pulled the Gorillas movie. Um, yeah. Which I'm super Which pissed about. Which as a huge about. Gorillaz fan, I'm heartbroken. Me too, because they, they just dropped their new album this week too. And uh. I'm literally waiting on two copies of it on vinyl. <laughs> oh, you nerd. Of course. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that being said, I, I think this is worth watching, you know, if you're bored and just surfing Netflix. But I wouldn't really go out of my way to promote it or, you know. 
I don't have high praises about it, but I did enjoy it. And I, yeah, the, the, all the family stuff was forced. And even when he got to Anthony Mackey's, uh, you know, third act speech, it's not really earned, but it's good. Like it had yeah. me cause I'm a dad and my kid's great right now. And I, I'm trying to raise her right. And basically he was saying like, you know, I, I thought I was doing the right thing, but really I just messed you up and you know, you ended up being better than me anyways. So and, and as parents, we just spend most of our t- time trying to make our kids not us and be better. Um, but they get so smart, they can't they start to see us hiding all our faults and shit. So it's it's really good. Um, and uh, like Ray said earlier, David Harbour did really good. I, I wasn't expecting him not to talk. So yeah. to have a fully emote, uh, emotable Harbour um, was really good. And I I enjoyed those parts. Like if it would have just been the kids and the ghost for most of the time, and even like Tignataro's character chasing around as like, because uh, yeah, she does have a turn, and she really isn't doesn't end up being the bad guy, but she's supposed to be the bad guy for the first two uh, thirds of the movie. So Luane would say it's fine, and I'm gonna say it's fine plus one. <laughs> so. I guess I'll give it a six out of ten orange punch throws to the face. <laughs> uh, I'm on your I'm on same page, same page. You know, I really did like David Harbour in this. Uh, it, I just still think about the fact that he didn't even have one line and I didn't care, you know, and not and not in a, he just nails this whole performance without having to say a word. And that's saying something. Uh, I will say that you're right. It's fine. As far and as far as this writer director's work goes, um, unfortunately, I want to say it's probably his weakest. It's Christopher Landon's weakest film. Now, again, that's not to say it's a bad film. It's fine. There is an audience for this. It's fun, you know. Get you some popcorn on another Friday that you don't have something to do, and and watch it. It it's not. There are worse things you could watch. <laughs> also, there are better things you could watch by the same director. But I, we had said freaky earlier, and I have to say that's probably not only my favorite film of uh of his, but one of my favorite films. Period. I love Freaky, and it's a better film. So if you're not watching it with your family, go watch Freaky. If you do have some 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds in the house, go ahead and watch this one. Uh, you get a car chase in the middle of a ghost film, but you're right. It's The big thing about it for me is that it's overly long. And and you guys may be right that, that we've figured out which plot line could have gone and, and made it a shorter film and made it a tighter film uh, because the first thing I did think about it – when I saw the runtime and then as I'm sitting through this thing is this thing is overly long. So that's one of the reasons that I can't, uh, I just, I can't give it a better score than I'm going to. I'm going to give it a slightly higher score, but not by much. Uh, I'm going 6.5 out of 10 really bad comb overs. Um, yeah, you're right. It's fine. Um, I feel it, like it you looks, need to get a dollar every time somebody yeah, says that. <laughs> the uh the there 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 are certain members of the cast that are worth watching. The kids are good. Um the lead and his next door neighbor Joy, their relationship is is a lot of fun. Um it 
Ray's right. It runs a little long. We all talked about what probably could have been cut. Um, they could have gone the splash route and just had Tignataro do some Eugene Levy, oh my God, what have I done, sort of thing, and it would have probably worked better. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, three out of five anti-ghost guns that apparently work on people, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so why don't we use those guns for, like... Sorry, not not to step on your bed, no. but like if we have guns that can just incapacitate ghosts and like settle them down, can we get rid of every other gun in the world and right. just use these? Yeah, because it doesn't developed, kill people. We've we've developed less lethal technology, and we're going to use it on things that are already dead. Oh my god, Ben, take us home. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, like I can't say I dislike this movie. It I can't like it is a good time. It is. David Harbour's great. The kids are great. Honestly, and again, as much as the family dynamic doesn't work, every actor in the family is really good and gives a really enjoyable performance throughout it. It's just, yeah, they just don't always align. Where, like, again, I can't see the mom moving with Anthony Mackie again, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, and, like, just because we didn't touch on it, like, at the end, they're moving out of the house. It's like, wh- Why? Why, why would you leave this nice house that you now have money for? Evidently, you don't have money to send at least one of your kids to college. For the love of God, stay in the nice house. Why are you moving? But that's just the movie. I, again, like how much this is discombobulated where they felt like they needed some like, yeah, but now here's the closure ending where we set out, where we leave behind the house for reasons. Like, and as this movie, it's just for reasons. Everything that happens almost is for reasons. Overall, like the mystery, we didn't even really touch on the mystery itself behind it. The mystery is actually pretty good. Like, again, if they rearrange things, took out how much of the government stuff and Tignataro's character was rearranged in some ways, I could I'm not going to give them full script notes on what they could have done. But like I can picture it. They could have had that mystery done in a different way that honestly would have still come together really well and come together with that really good ending, which is also the only place that Anthony Mackie's character actually wins back any points as a member of this family, in my opinion. Uh, but no, um. Overall, it's, yeah, every one of the movies we've mentioned by Christopher Landon that's better is so much better and so much more worth your time. It's so much just as easy to watch as this. I think they're all like on Shudder or something by now this point or HBO. Like literally you don't have to watch this unless all you have is Netflix. But like, look, I came back from a trip and watched this the same night on on a Saturday night on the couch it really is a fine. Like I have nothing else to do and I'm exhausted. Watch it on a Saturday. You'll have a good time. So I'm going to give it five and a half out of 10 cops kicked in the balls. <laughs> For that reason, you're telling me joy didn't go get some sort of community service for kicking, assaulting an officer. Uh, exactly. <laughs> She assaulted an officer and, you know, we, we cut to like after the car chase and the kids are grounded and shit. And it's like, well, I'm grounded. It's like, uh, uh, you should be going to court. Well, he legitimately thinks he's an 80s. He's running an 80s movie, just like his other films almost are. Right. Well, that's that whole that scene you're talking about where she kicks the cop. I'm like, he has a gun pointed at your friend. And his first instinct is going to be to squeeze everything up. And that's a good way for your friend to get killed. Uh, um, yeah, so there's it. Hey, I'm just happy the cops didn't shoot the black kid first. Yes. <laughs> well, or when they when they all had guns when the CIA came into the house uh-huh. with a yeah. black family. I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Yeah.